Day 199, tomorrow, 200 days. Joe's turned the page. The mob, the media, they've turned the page. I, I wonder, here's a question with tonight's State of the Union. It, will Joe Biden mention the American citizens he abandoned? I doubt it. Will Joe Biden talk about the failure at the border? Uh, I doubt it. You know, open borders, ending the stay of Mexico policy, ending building the wall, bringing back not only catch and release, process release, uh, no COVID uh, mandates, testing or vaccine mandates for illegal immigrants. After all, they're not going to be here very long. Why? Why do we need to test them? Everyone will forget about what the cages for kids uh, that were overcrowded in the middle of a pandemic. I wonder I wonder if Joe's going to talk about that success. I wonder if Joe's going to talk about his economic success, 40-year inflation high. I wonder if Joe's going to talk about what happened, what the consequences have been of abandoning energy independence, abandoning America's being a net exporter of energy, approving Vladimir Putin's Nord Stream 2 pipeline while simultaneously stopping construction of the Keystone XL pipeline. Uh, Is he going to explain why in 2021, when he inherited energy independence, that he imported 232 million barrels of oil from Russia, a million barrels of oil from from even Iran? The first time that's happened since 1991 or the 600 plus million barrels of oil from OPEC. You know, is he going to explain why he's begging OPEC and begging Russia and begging in trying to make this Iranian deal so that he can allow the Iranians to sell us oil when we have more natural resources than the entire Middle East and Russia combined? You know, none of this none of this makes sense. Is he going to brag about that? Is he going to brag about that he's brought law and order back to the the country when, in fact, things have not been worse? Is he going to brag about anything he's done in terms of fixing the the broken school system? Or will he tell the truth that his party, the Democratic Socialist Party, and the teachers unions are tied at the hip and they're unholy alliance? They even let the teachers union write COVID rules for crying out loud. It doesn't get worse than that. He won't talk about Afghanistan. Well, gee, that was a big, big success, Joe. You know, what? what is he going to say about Russia? when he won't use the one big sanction that would work, and that would be, of course, stopping imports, exports of of energy with Russia. It's the lifeblood of their entire economy. It's funding this war that we see, and and now we're waiting on a slaughter, basically, that's going to emerge. You know, the one thing we do have, and I'll get to this later, as we preview the State of the Union, in other words, preview everything Joe should say and won't say. And all the lies Joe will tell that are just total lies. I mean, Joe will try to make the case that he did a great job with COVID. Well, then why did he run out of tests over Christmas? Why did he run out of monoclonal antibodies over Christmas? Why didn't he warp speed the production of antivirals in the lead up to the holidays, knowing that you're going to have groups of people together and a higher incidence of, of positive cases? No excuse there either. Ran out of monoclonals, ran out of tests. You know, it's it's a disaster. I can't think of a single thing that he's done that is good. And when he says, tonight I can announce the State of the Union is strong, I'm like, no, it's not. It's collapsing because we don't have a strong American president. There's a lot of infighting, a lot of anger that there's going to be a Democratic response by Congresswoman Tlaib, 
Uh, that's going to take place to tonight, and and that ought to get pretty interesting. And then, of course, Joe's going to lie about pretty much everything else and claim success for everything else, and he deserves none of it. Uh, one other sidebar is AOC's Democratic Socialists, uh, the squad which has all the power, the most prominent member of the squad, and the Democratic Socialists of America is Alexandria, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, AOC, and Bernie Sanders and Congresswoman Tlaib now set the agenda for Biden, Pelosi, and Schumer. And by the way, they're now blaming, you, you would think they'd blame Vladimir Putin. You think they'd care about, you know, a six-year-old little girl that lost her life along with all the other innocent life lost in Ukraine. Our prayers are with these poor people going through all of this. You know, the answer is, why didn't the world, why didn't Europe, well, why didn't they listen to Donald Trump in 2018 when he got in the face of the NATO leader and said how stupid they are, that here we're paying as America, we're paying the bulk of monies to provide safety for our European allies, our NATO allies, while you simultaneously pay far less per capita as per GDP than we're paying. And we're paying all this money to protect all of you from Russia. And then you turn around and you make multi-billion dollar deals and make Putin and Russia rich again. Forget about the Nord Stream 2. How about ending Nord Stream 1? What Joe should say tonight, won't say tonight, is what I've been telling you he needs to say. I, I'm announcing tonight that I've lifted all restrictions that I have put in place as it relates to export, exploration and extraction of energy. Oil, gas, coal. I have told the energy companies in this country that they are to as quickly as possible to outproduce any level of production they've ever had in the past so that we can not only become energy independent again, it's good for national security. We won't need to worry about the Middle East, the Straits of Hormuz. It's good for job creation. Oh, high paying career jobs in the energy sector. It's good for lowering gas prices, and that in turn would lower the 40-plus-year the high of inflation. He's never going to say any of that. And then we could be start being a net exporter of energy again and start helping our Western European and NATO allies. That's not going to happen. Anyway, the Democratic Socialists of America, they're actually blaming the U.S. and NATO, quote, for imperialist expansion for helping to trigger the Russian invasion of Ukraine, provoking... Obvious criticism from political leaders, but the Democratic Socialists of America, you know, reaffirms our call for the U.S. to withdraw from NATO and end the imperialist expansionism that set the stage for this conflict. Well, the only one looking to expand and steal territory, the only one showing territorial ambitions happens to be their comrade Vladimir. And that's Vladimir Putin. Anyway, the, the Democratic Socialists association uh elected leaders are ocasio cortez and bernie sanders it's pretty pathetic by the way even cnn the poll shows most americans do not trust biden to handle the russia ukraine crisis most americans in every poll now including the abc washington post poll do not think joe's cognitive abilities are are up to speed to be president of the united states this is going to come to a head. When, I can't tell you, but it is going to come to a head. And how it's going to happen, how it will unfold, I don't know. 
I can't believe that, you know, I'm reading articles in case of a nuclear attack. Government advises face masks and social distancing in shelters. The Ready Campaign, a government program meant to prepare Americans for emergency uh, emergencies, advises Americans to maintain six feet social distancing and wear a face mask when sheltering indoors to avoid a nuclear fallout. I'm like, oh, great. Is that where you think this is headed? Joe said, we don't need to worry about that. Oh, if Vladimir says it, and he seems to be one sick, miserable, evil SOB, I, I think you got to take it seriously. And if he's putting his nukes on a heightened alert, I would suggest putting ours on a heightened alert. But just, you know, just a side note here. You know, I've often wondered, and we've discussed this a lot over the years, is an executive order in place, and it's Executive Order 12333, and it states no person employed by or acting on behalf of the U.S. government shall engage in or conspire to engage in the assassination of a leader. Now, this goes back to President Ford issued an, issued an executive order, and that language, it was Executive Order 11905, and it said no employee of the United States government shall engage or conspire to engage in political assassination. Well, I, I think the thinking is, well, if if we start taking out the head of the snake, that um, that's going to happen in the U.S. We are, don't we already assume that the world wants to kill our elected leaders? I do. That's why you got to protect the capital. I had to see that they learn something. And I've been saying, if you want to prevent January 6th, Donald Trump did what was legally required on his part. And then he had no control over Nancy Pelosi and Muriel Bowers, uh, Bowser's decision not to put the fence up on January 6th. He approved those troops and authorized them as required by law on January 4th. You know, but of course, that's not going to be in the report because the chairman of the committee said Nancy's off limits. You know, why ask Nancy? Why ask Muriel Bowser, who wrote, who put it in writing she wasn't going to uh, take the troops that Donald Trump was offering? Um, Zelensky is prodding Biden to impose a no-fly zone. Uh, Jen Psaki, they say the we need a West, the West to impl- impose a no-fly zone. They they should. And just like, for example, Europe has now shut down all Russian flights. Why isn't the U.S. and Canada? I agree with Zelensky on this. And by the way, I, most leaders probably would have left by now. This guy hasn't left yet. Usually leaders take millions of dollars, get in a private jet, and get the hell out of town. He's staying, and he's in tactical gear, and it looks like he's he's going to fight. And there's one report saying that that Putin has sent 400 mercenaries into Ukraine with, for the purpose of killing this guy, which I wouldn't doubt. What's really scary is all these people that have been saying, oh, the Ukrainians are fighting back. They're doing really, really well. Um those proclamations, I'm sorry, are way too premature. And you would think people would understand that Putin is not unleashed militarily what he's capable of. There's now a 40-mile convoy of Russian military vehicles now making their way towards Kiev in the initial round of, quote, peace talks as they failed yesterday. Let me tell you what the peace talks were yesterday. That was Putin buying time to get more munitions, more tanks, more armor, more fuel, more equipment, more troops ready for the big attack. And now that Belarus is involved, they will come down through the south. They've got the eastern side of Kiev surrounded. 
then they will get the western and southern side equally as covered. And that's what's coming next. So all this talk about how great the Ukrainians are doing, they don't have enough javelins. Thank God they have the ones they did. I was a little skeptical at the time because of political corruption that had existed over the years in in Ukraine. And I understand that many European countries are stepping up with either javelins or stinger missiles, which were very effective, uh, used by the Mujahideen to fight back the former Soviet Union in the 80s. And and they actually, actually ended up chasing the former Soviet Union out. But we've got hundreds of tanks, mobile artillery, fuel tankers, trucks, troops, spotted, 40-mile-long convoy headed towards Kiev. Now you tell me what the what what, what do you think is going to happen when they arrive? Because it's none of it's going to be good. And if you know anybody in Kiev, my humble suggestion is to tell them to get the hell out because I think sadly and I pray to God I'm wrong. And I mean this. It's going to be a massacre. This guy has no soul, he has no conscience whatsoever. He has territorial ambitions, and nobody's willing to stand up to him. The one sanction that would have worked, they're not putting that in place. There's no excuse for that at all whatsoever. I have, I've, I've just, I am beyond angered that the world is so dependent on Vladimir Putin because of Joe Biden's policies. He caused that dependency, and he didn't have to do that. As we roll along, 800-941-SEAN, you want to be a part of the program. So, look, I want them to be successful. I want the insurgency to be successful. You know, all these European countries, day late, dollar short, are now trying to help arm the the Ukrainians so that they can fight their own battle. There is no appetite for boots on the ground by America or in any other country. Uh, but the Ukrainians are showing a willingness to fight back themselves. But what I see coming is it, it, it should take your breath away. And everybody needs to understand that these stories are so premature of everyone saying, well, they're doing great. Putin never expected this. Um, you couldn't be more wrong. This this has been planned out from the get-go. This phony meeting yesterday was so that he can now re- assess the situation and and come up with the final plan, which is now to take the entire government down and to take the capital. And you got a 40-mile-long convoy, all Russian military, all vehicles, and you've got, you know, tanks, mobile artillery, fuel tankers, trucks, troops, you know, spotted, thanks to satellite imaging. A senior U.S. defense official predicted that Russia would try within days to encircle Kiev, where the night sky was lit up by massive explosions and air raid sirens, and it's only going to get worse based on what I'm seeing. Now, when he was building up his troops initially on the eastern border of Ukraine, people say, no, he's just trying to gain leverage. And I'm like, OK, you don't put 200,000 troops on the border unless you're planning on an invasion. I, I don't understand how these people even have jobs.